Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Are you glad to be in the house of God tonight? The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I'm so thankful to be a blood-bought, apostolic, Pentecostal, Christian, living in the last days. Come on, the church ain't dead tonight. The church is living on. The church is living on tonight. The young people are at the forefront of something mighty. God is about to do something in the last days that no man can stop, no door can stop. God is going to raise up a mighty army. Do you believe that tonight? Y'all can be seated. I haven't started preaching yet. Sorry, I get a little excited. Uh, but it's good to be in Bluff City. It's been a long, it's not been a long time since I've been here, but it's been a little while. The building looks a okay. I mean, it looks good up in here. I've not seen it in so long, and it's like a total change. I can see everybody all the way to the back. It's so exciting because I used to not be able to do that, but I can see you guys all the way in the back. That's awesome. You can see me too. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to be in Bluff. It is a little different. Um, I'm used to being in Oran. Anybody know where Oran is? Okay, I got five people. It is a country town, but hey, that's okay. But um, I've been in prayer all week, and um, man, I really didn't know what the Lord wanted to speak um, tonight. I know that sounds bad, but sometimes that just happens. Uh, Till last night, last night, I've been praying all week, and then I was in my room, and about 15 minutes into it, then the Lord spoke. So I was like, hey, okay, never late, right on time. But tonight, what I'm going to minister is to is about releasing the sound. And I know we always hear sound, and you hear, you know, you think about the drums and the sound, the beautiful musicians. But I'm going to tell you, it's not the sound that I'm talking about tonight. It's sound doctrine. There is a sound coming from heaven tonight that this generation needs, and it needs to release the truth. There is one name, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. You hear me tonight? We're not going back. We're not selling our birthright tonight. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. You are the apostolic worship center tonight. This community needs you tonight to stand up on the sound from heaven tonight. Don't you believe that? Hallelujah. But when I was uh, studying about sound and everything, we know how uh, important sound is. But when I was looking at it, sound embodies heat, and I never realized that. But in Acts 2, 1 and 4, we all know it. It said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound, everybody say sound, from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. Everybody say fire. Oh, I lost my place. And one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is what I'm telling you tonight. When the sound of heaven fills you, there's going to be a fire that's going to come out of you. That's why there was a witness in that room the first time. There was a fire breaming over them. Why? Because there was a sound from heaven. And I'm telling you tonight, there's got to be a sound. You're dried up. You want to know why you're dried up? Because there's no fire breaming over you tonight. But God wants to put a fresh fire in you tonight. 
If anything, I'm passionate about it is this generation. I am 27 years old. I'm not married. Uh Praise the Lord. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) But I'm telling you tonight, it does not matter who you are, where you come from, or what your past is tonight. The blood covers it all. The problem is there are excuses. Even young people make excuses. I was 15 at one time. I made excuses. I knew exactly where God had called me and wanted me to be. But I said, nah, I don't want to do that. So I followed after my own will. But I'm telling you tonight, I am a living example in the last days that God can raise up anybody if he wants to and preach and teach the word of God. But you got to have a sound tonight from heaven that's going to awaken you from slumber. This generation is in a very, I don't know how to explain it, but it is in a slumber. It is in a slumber state tonight. Why? Because the spirit's not moving like it always has. It ain't moved through the churches like it always has. But I'm telling you tonight, with everything inside of me, there is going to become a young people. They're going to raise up to the forefront, and they're going to preach the truth. We're not doing no... I don't even know how to explain it, but I'm telling you right now, we're not going back on it. You must receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's as simple as that. See, we want a new message. Y'all, the message has never wore out. The cross is not old. You are. The cross is not old tonight. God is not dead tonight. You are. And I'm going to tell you right now, God is going to raise up this generation to absolutely release a sound all over the world. I don't care where you come from. I don't care that it even says apostolic on this building. I'm telling you, he's going to take it over. He's going to take over the Baptist churches. He's going to take over the Catholic community. Mark my word. God is going to raise it up in the schools. He's already doing it. What are you living for tonight? You want to live like that the rest of your life? You just want to come to church on Sunday night and live in a dead state? I don't want that. I do not want to live like that. I want fire burning inside of me that when I go to the school, they say, my God, what is that? I feel the anointing from her. I want miracle signs and wonders. Is that what you want tonight? What do you want tonight? You just want to sit here for the next 30 years? No. It's time for the church to rise up. And I feel the Holy Ghost even saying it tonight. You know, Brother Bourne was with us a couple weeks ago, and Bishop Williams was there. But he spoke over Oren, and he also spoke over Poplar Bluff. And he said, this is for your church, too. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go down these stairs. I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, your church is going to be the biggest church in Missouri. It used to be southeast Missouri, but now it's going to be Missouri. And I'm telling you, there is no reason that this church cannot be the biggest church in this community. Who lied to us and told us that this church can't be the biggest church in this community? Who lied to you? The devil. The devil lied to you and told you that that can't happen. But I'm telling us tonight, this church is going to explode. Because why? There's a consuming fire that's coming over the building. And it's going to consume everything on the pews. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, it's going to consume you. And if the Holy Ghost is not in you, you're not going to do anything for the kingdom. But I'm telling you tonight, if that's what you want, guess what? That's what you're going to have. Sign sealed delivered. There's a song. I don't even know who sings that, but it goes, Sign sealed delivered. I'm yours. I'll stay. I won't say car. I won't, I'm not carnal. Lord, forgive me. But I don't know. I heard that song, but I'm telling you tonight, if that's what you want, it is signed, sealed, and delivered tonight to you.
Nobody can take it from you. Nobody can take this from you. Are you kidding me? The Bible even talks about it. We are part of an unshakable kingdom. See, the reason why some of you are shaking is because you're living in your own kingdom. But when you live in God's kingdom, you are part of an unshakable kingdom. Tonight, I'm a part of an unshakable kingdom. I don't care if gas gets $20 a gallon. I'm a part of an unshakable kingdom tonight. Oh, you don't believe it. That's what's wrong. We got no faith. We have no faith. And we're, we're, we're down here. And I'm going to tell you who's done it. It's the devil. He has put us in that place. But I've come... From a sound from heaven tonight to say the church has got to get to this place of faith to operate. See, I don't understand people. I don't know why you want to live there. I don't know why you want to worry about everything that's going on in the world right now when you're a part of the most powerful thing on the face of the earth. You live in the greatest country in the entire world. The entire world. And we want to cry and do all this. And I understand we have pain. I get that. But I'm going to tell you tonight, you're in a place where anything can be done. God is the God of the possible. He can do anything. He can turn around any circumstance. It is not too hard. It is not too hard tonight. And I know I'm supposed to be preaching to the young people. I am, I promise. I'm young. Ain't that great? But I'm going to tell you tonight. I believe the Lord is absolutely, and I hate to say it like this, he's going to blow the roof off this place. And I know you just built it or fixed it, but okay, but so sorry if you put all that time and work into it. I don't really mean, but he's going to blow it off. I'm going to tell you why. Because this place is going to be full of young people. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to come from every walk of life. You might as well get ready. They're going to be drug dealers. They're going to be prostitutes. And don't act like nobody knows what that is. Everybody knows. You live in 2023. You got TikTok, you know what it is. I'm going to tell you, they're going to come from every walk of life, and they're going to fill up all these chairs, and they're going to worship louder than you. They're going to magnify God louder than you, and they're going to win more souls than even me. Why? Because there's a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind that is blowing through Poplar Bluff tonight, and the Lord has come with a sword to say, come on. God's going to do it. And everybody point at yourself right now and say, God's going to do it in me. God's going to do it in me. Y'all be seated. I know I get a little fired up. My daddy's not here tonight to rein me in. Trust me, he gave me a talking to. But I'm telling you, I'm so excited because, you know, when Brother Bourne was there a couple weeks ago, he was telling all these stories. And, boy, if I told you these stories, you guys would ask, probably what do I even believe or what am I part of? Because these stories were like, woo. And I thought I had faith, but boy, when he left, I told my dad, I said, I ain't got no faith. I said, it's gone. I don't know. But he told powerful stories. And when I was sitting in there on the second uh, chairs, wherever in our church, I just said, God, I, I said, I'm so thankful to hear all these stories. But I said, God, I just don't want to hear them. I said, I want my own stories. <laughs> I said, that man has been raised from the dead four times, and I've never seen somebody raised from the dead. I said, I'm sick and tired of it. <laughs> If you want to clarify where I'm at with it, I am sick and tired of it. I am sick and tired of non-denominational churches who don't even have the truth yet see miracle signs and wonders. You why? You want to know why? They have faith. They, have, they don't even got the spirit, Brother Uzel, but they're blessed and highly favored. I wonder why. Because they believe the word. And you tonight have been filled with the word because he was the word made flesh. 
They haven't even received the spirit yet, which is the sign to you that his word now lives inside of you. You've got the power to move mountains tonight. You've got power to speak to death and it has to go. Why are we down like this tonight? There's no reason to be. There's no reason to be. And you know, when I was young, it was always, and no offense to anybody, it was always with a young, you got to wait till you're like, how old was I? They're like, you got to wait till you're 30 or you got to wait till you're 40 or, you know, to be used by God. That's what I always heard. I'm telling you, that's a lie tonight. And I, and if I'm saying anything out of them, I'm telling you, that is a lie tonight. How many in this place got a job tonight? Lord Jesus, do some people need a job tonight? We will pray for you a job. Who goes to school in this room tonight? I go to school too, just work, but school. <laughs> okay, how many of you go to Walmart every week? Just went today. Hey, I love that place. And I'm telling you, that is where you have got to minister is that place. If you're going to your job and you're tired and you're wore down and you're looking at that place, God help you tonight. Because the Lord has put you in there to save somebody. He's put you in there to reach somebody. Even you. He has put you in your school to save somebody. And I know what I'm saying is the truth. You're not going to be able to get everybody in this building. How many does this place hold? 300. You're not going to, what's the population of uh, Poplar Bluff? 17 or 18,000. You're not going to be able to fit all of them in this building. Where are you going to put them? The streets. That's where you're going. That is where this church is going. If you believe it tonight, that is where you're going. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to raise up young men and young women that are going to be anointed by God, that's going to be able to speak. And you're going to say, how in the world is that happening? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's the spirit. It's the spirit. He said, when I'm weak, you're strong. That's what's wrong. Some of you are so strong in this place, strong-willed, strong-minded, that you don't let God break you down and use you. But if you want to be used by the Lord, you've got to be a broken vessel that God can flow through. He said, it's like rivers of living water flowing out of me. Rivers of living water. I'm going to tell you right now, that's what I want tonight. And I know I'm only 27, but I'm going to tell you right now, if of anything I'm going to fight for in 2023, it's the rivers of living water. Because I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to sit on a chair and dry up, live this the rest of my life, this Bible that you all read and know pretty well, and not do anything with it. What a waste of time. What a waste of time to come in here and worship tonight if we're not going to do anything with it. What a waste of time to have a youth service tonight if we're not going to pour into these individuals and ask God, God, what's the will for these young people tonight? God, what do you want to do with them? What a waste of time. I'm telling you, God, I'm telling us, we're running out of time. You are running out of time tonight. You are on a ticking clock tonight. We are running out of time. And anybody knows that, check the news. You are running out of time. I'm telling you right now, the whole world knows it. Why don't we know it tonight? Why can't we wake up and realize that we're on a timed clock tonight? Why can't we realize that? But I'm going to tell you. I, and I know, and, and uh, I get a little jumbled, but. I've sat at many tables. I've heard many opinions about a lot of things, you know, where the church is going to be and a, all this and all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, I refuse to be a part of a dead, dry, apostolic church. I will not do it. I will not do it. 
I have begged God, send me to the Baptist church and let me preach the word. I've begged God to send me. There's a church in Sykes and Dr. Calvin. He's got 400 people. They're all African-American. I'm like, God, send me there. I sung there one night, and boy, the power of God fell. I said, Lord, send me there. I'm not saying that I don't love you. I love all y'all, but come on. Aren't y'all ready to do something? Aren't you ready to let something out of you that ain't going to stop? Aren't you ready to see what God wants us to see in the last days? It's just not for St. Louis. It's just not for New York. It's for Southeast Missouri. It's for all these little towns, all these hillbillies, they call us, because you can hear my twang in my voice. I'm telling you. But it's for us tonight. But the devil's come in, and he's crept in unaware, and he's lied to some of you tonight. And I'm going to tell you what he's after. He's after your birthright. And if you sell it, you're never going to get it back. I'm warning you tonight. If you sell your birthright tonight, even young people, you are never going to get it back. What's the birthright? That is the sound doctrine. It is being baptized in the name of Jesus, repenting of your sins, and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And some say, well, that, oh, that's, uh -huh. you know, people right now in our own thing is walking away from that. They are denying the name. To me, that is, I can't even wrap my mind about it, around it. But they are denying the name. Don't be a person tonight that denies his name. Say, how will I deny his name when you start talking that talk? When you say baptism is not essential, because guess what? Everybody's got to be baptized in the name, not three, in the name. There is one name given among men whereby we must be saved. It's that simple. It is really that simple tonight. It is that simple to stand on it. And, the, and I'm not being it, but I'm going to tell you, when God does what he's going to do in America, it's, it's not going to be just these big old fancy messages. No, it's not. It's going to be simple. It's going to be repent. And the crowd's going to go wild. Why? Because God's in control. You're just the mouthpiece tonight. It's not about Amanda Flanagan tonight. I'm just the mouthpiece. You guys just got to look at me. Help you. God help you. You just got to look at me tonight. But you can be a mouthpiece. The saints of God, it's time to be a mouthpiece. It's time to stop letting us do all the work, and you guys, come on. Get your shovels, get your swords, and get up. Because I'm telling you, there's war coming. And you say, well, what do you mean? I mean, it's time to fight. It's time to fight for the promises of God. He said it. Patience, we have waited. Patience, we have endured. But I'm telling you tonight, the promises of God are coming to southeast Missouri. And God is going to raise up a standard against religious tradition, against the lies of hell that say it can't happen. It's going to happen. And you say, well, what does this have to do with young people? I'll tell you exactly what it has to do with young people. Because he said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That's young people. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. I'm not meaning getting up here and reading somebody's mail and doing all that. Prophesying means speaking the word of God. Looking at people and say, hey, everything's going to be okay. I know you're having a bad day, but you're going to make it. You're going to make it. But see, if you go to work or go to school and you don't have that mindset, you're going to miss your opportunity. Because we try to complicate it up here. And it's really so simple. It could be the lady that you're sitting next to at work that just needs an A-OK -okay from you. And that made her day. But the church has got so complicated that we're missing the signs of God.
We're missing the places of ministry. We're missing it. But I'm telling you, God's going to raise up these young people. And you say tonight, oh my God, how old are you? 12, how old are you? 11, how old are you? 12, how old are you? God, you're all 12. How are you? Anybody else not 12 in this room? Or 11. <laughs> but you're not too young. Because I remember being there. And I can remember hearing the voice of God at a very young age and saying, well, God, I'm too young. You're not too young. He said it. He said it. You're not too young to pray. You're not too young to come to the church and go, Brother Dustin, we want to have a prayer meeting. You are not too young. You've just got to have a desire. And that desire comes from a sound from heaven. Nobody, can, nobody is making me do what I do tonight. Nobody. I live in my own apartment. I pay my own bills. I don't live with my mom and daddy. I go to work every day, and it is my choice. Rather, I represent the name of Jesus or I become just like them. What do you mean? Cuss like them, talk like them, drink with them. Opportunities are there. Or either I rise up and I put my fist down and I say, not today, Satan. I'm here under the jurisdiction of the Holy Ghost, and I've come to save this school. What are you going to do? And you don't got to talk like me. You ain't got to act like me. You just got to have the mindset that I am going to win and finish this race. Because as soon as you're baptized, you have begun a race. And if you don't finish your race, the Lord does not like that. He said, it'd be better you never put your hand to that plow. You know what he was saying? Don't, it'd be better you just don't do it, Brother Uzel. It'd be better that you never got it than to take hold of it. And turn around and just throw it away and walk off. Don't let go of the plow tonight. I'm telling somebody in this place, whether you're young or old, don't let go of that plow. I'm telling you tonight, do not let go of it. Stay to the plow and God is going to fulfill his promises. God can do it. It's that simple. And, um, you know, um, I hope this is okay. I tell this story about my job a little bit. I felt to tell it. But, um. I know many of you don't know me, but I've been teaching Chinese kids for a long time, about four or five years. <laughs> and, um, but with COVID and everything, it kind of put everything to a hold. It was just like, boom. And so I'm living on my own. I need money, right? Everybody like money? Oh, man, nobody likes money in here. Give me your money tonight. Nobody like, everybody's like, yeah. But uh, you ain't got no money. <laughs> That's okay. You will one day. But I was praying, and I was like, Lord, Okay, this door is going to shut. I need a job. <laughs> Lord, I need a job. And so I was going to start substituting at the Oran High School, Chaffee High School. Um, you guys may not know that those places, but they are schools. But, uh, <laughs> but my uh, PE coach, which is now the principal, Joe Shoemaker, um, messaged me because they had called me about just subbing in the elementary, and I really did not want to do that. I love elementary kids, but, boy, all day. No, not for me all day. But um, I was at my mom and dad's house, and they messaged me, and they said, hey, we have an opening um, to be the subsecretary. And I said, subsecretary, okay. So I thought it was going to be three weeks, you know, Sister Uzel. Turns out um, it was going to be full-time and everything because our secretary, uh, she has breast cancer, but I believe God's going to heal her. He is going to do something mighty in her life. But I am now the secretary. So if you call Oran High School, I say, good morning, this is Amanda Joy. How can I help you? Every single day. So now I'm the secretary. But um, this is not on the news, but ever since I went into that school, we have had major things happen. 
we had a, a young boy who had a gun outside of the elementary um, playground, and we went into full lockdown, and he was threatening to hurt the school. That's in a town of 1,200. And so I was not, uh, I was trained, but I was still in that moment, you don't know what you're going to do. So the kids came running in two, and they were screaming, and they were saying, Amanda, Miss Amanda, get, get in a classroom, get in a classroom. And I'm screaming, what's wrong, what's wrong? And they're saying, the boy's got a gun. And so I'm looking, prepared to die, <laughs> looking for the intruder, but he never came. So I got in the vault, and I started having a prayer meeting. If anybody would have came by, they would have knew I spoke in tongues. Because, boy, I was tearing it up in there. Because, hey, it's a moment. It's, <laughs> it's a moment. But come to find out the. It's really crazy, but the boy had ISS like every day since I started. And I was sitting in my chair, and I was praying, and I felt just, I could hear the word danger, danger, danger. And I'm like, Lord, what is going on? And I felt the Lord say that this boy wanted to hurt this school. And I was like, oh, God, what do you know? Then it happened to be one day, Brother Uzel, he didn't show up to school. And he actually just had a BB gun. And I felt the Lord say he did not. And he was not able to fulfill what he really wanted to. It stopped it. So he was at his house. The apartment is right behind the school. They caught him. They stopped him. And everything is okay. It never went through. But I felt the Lord. He said, I stopped that. Because that boy was intending to do a lot more. That's the world you live in. That is the world you live in. And it's a small town. And that's the mindset even of our town. It's a small town. Redneck. Red, white, and blue. Okay? That's just how it is. Then a couple, a little while later, we started having a lot of children deal with suicide. And a couple weeks ago, we had a young boy who took his life. That's in my school. He was 15 years old, and he went out, and he took a shotgun, and he shot himself in the head. I attended his funeral last Saturday. That's in a small town. Of 1,200 people, he took his life. And now we have an epidemic of it, that kids are coming into school, and they're just absolutely, they don't know what to do. I only have 188 kids in my school, and like 15 of them are dealing with this. Y'all, that's bad. That's bad. But I was sitting at my desk, and I said, Lord, now you've put me in this school. You understand I have no education. I'm not going to get into that to even do anything in this school. Once this job is done, I am done. There's nothing else I can do. And well, Brother Bourne came to town. And Brother Bourne looked at me, and he said, you make a list, Miss Flanagan. And I said, a list? He said, you make a list. And he said, everything that you want, you put it on that list. Now, to some of y'all, that may sound weird, but if you got faith, I started writing. And so I made me a list, Sage. I went home, and I made me a list. And a, one of those, like, things that I wrote was, I want a high position at Oran High School. That's what I put. And it was not. Brother Beecher, not the next day, I went into there, and Coach Shoemaker looked at me, and he just walked by, and he said, hey, and I said, yes, sir. He said, you want to be the band teacher? And I said, what? He said, you want to be the band teacher? And I said, uh, I can't be the band teacher. He said, well, why not? Now, y'all don't understand, the band, this is crazy, but that night they had a board meeting because the band teacher decided that night she was quitting. Now, let's put it together now. She was quitting. She's been getting really sick, and she decided that night she was not going to be the band teacher anymore. Now, it was Wednesday night when we were in the church worshiping, and Brother Bourne was like, worship with everything that's inside of you. God's going to give you a miracle. And I went to the school the next day. He said, you want to be the band teacher? I said, 
can't be the band teacher. He said, why not? I said, I don't have a bachelor's degree. I said, what am I going to do? He said, that's fine. He said, we're going to make you qualified for this job. And I said, well, you, you can't do that. He said, oh, yes, we can. He said, we're going to rearrange it. He said, because you know what we want? We want you to bring your music into this school. And I said, what? I just looked at him. And I said, my mu-, I was just like, what? He said, we want you to come into Now, if y'all know, I'm apostolic. So if they want my music, they're going to get it. <laughs> they're going to get it. So it kind of started playing out like that. And I was just like, Lord Jesus. So Friday, or it was before the superintendent came in, and he is a very strict man. I mean, that's why we have a great school because of him. Authority is so important because he keeps it going. He brought me in the office, and this is what he said. Now, I want y'all to know, I play by ear. I have no music ability to read notes at all, none at all. I quit band when I was like sixth grade. I was tired of it. I could play the piano, so I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I don't want to do it. Um, So I have none of that ability. But when I was sitting in that chair, I could feel the fear come up, the devil, the fear come over me and say, well, you're not qualified to do this job, and you're not going to be able to do this, and blah, 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 blah. And immediately the Lord spoke and said, it's okay. He said, I will make you qualified. And he said, by the end of the year, he said, you'll be, you'll be able to read sheet music. And he said, you'll be able to play every instrument that that band has. He said, because I have qualified you. I have ordained you for such a time as this. That's what the Lord told me. That's my promise. And no doubt, can, that's going to shut me down. And so I went into the principal's office for the first time ever. And he said, can you read music? I said, yes. He said, can, you know, what instruments do you play? So I told him. And he said, great. Sounds good. He said, we're going to go get it approved. I said, okay, sounds good. We go in there Friday. Now, here's the main thing. I always wanted to have a choir. Never had a choir. I wanted a choir. I wanted a choir. So I go into the office this Friday, Brother Walker, and they're doing their interview. And he looked at me, and this is what Coach Shoemaker said. He said, it's okay if you want to do a marching band. He said, you can start a choir. He said, if you don't want to march, he said, you can have a choir. He said, I'm fine with that. He said, y'all can have it every Friday night at the ball games. I said, we're going to be singing Breaking Every Chain on Friday night ball games. See, I don't know what God's going to do with you, but I expect him to do everything. And so he's, and he said, why do you think you're qualified for this job? I looked at him and I said, and I'm trying to think of something to say. And I said, well, I said, I think that music is powerful and music can bring peace and joy to people and it can change their hearts and it can do all this. And I said, I just said, I said, I think I have that ability. And he said, you do. And he said, the job is yours. So as of Friday, I am no longer the secretary. I'm going to be the band teacher. And I'm going to tell you, it was like three months ago, my old teacher came in and he was the art teacher. And he looked at me, it was random, and he said, by the, he said, by the end of the year, he said, you'll be running this entire school. And I just looked and I said, God, are you speaking through Mr. Penn? And he said, you'll be running the whole school. You know what the Lord was saying? You're going to have authority. Why? Because there's a sound from heaven. And the sound is coming, and it's starting to weave through the place. Don't you want to see revival in the school? Don't you want to see revival in the young people in the schools? Poplar Bluff's got a lot. It can happen over there. 
God's going to raise it up. You ain't got to be qualified tonight. You ain't got to have it. I'm not against it at all. I love it. But I'm telling you tonight, you ain't got to have any excuse. God can use you right now, right where you are, give you favor and anointing, and raise you up mightily. Y'all sit down. I'm going to hurry. And, you know, and people say, well, well, that's just for you. No, that's my, that's where I go every day, and that's the world that God has given me to minister in. That's why I'm talking about what world do you live in today that you go every single day? You got to rise up in that place. It is not, I'm telling you, there is no reason tonight why the church has got to be poor, pitiful, and broke. Who's tired of being broke in this place? Why? Why are we like that? It's the devil. He's convinced people to live in self-pity, self-harm, and weighed down just like this. But I'm going to tell you right now. There's a lot of millionaires in this world, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be millionaires that raise up in this church, and they're going to be, you know what I'm saying? But see, we don't believe that. Why? Because it's so far out here because we've lived here, we've lived down here so long. But I'm telling you, it's for every single person in this room tonight if you want it. Rather you're young or rather you're old, God will raise you up mightily. He did it in the Bible days. Paul went before great men of God. He went before great people, way up here, not down here. He went way up here and spoke. Now, sometimes it wasn't good, and sometimes, you know, that's just how it is. But he raised him up. And I'm going to tell you what I believe. In the last days, the apostolic church is going to be the number one thing. It's going to shine for a a very short season, but the apostolic church is going to shine for a short season. Why? God has given us favor. And he's giving us anointing to where we can go in these places. And for the first time, their eyes and their ears are going to be opened. They're going to be open. And I'm telling you right now, God's going to overplay. I mean, I'm telling you, God's going to overflow this place with every culture. So if you have a problem with that tonight, you're going to be ran over. You're not going to find a place to sit in here. Because there's going to be every walk of life in every color in here. Why? God doesn't have that in the kingdom. Maybe in your kingdom, but not in his. It cracks me up every time people debate whether God is, you know, white or something. And I'm like, have y'all read the Bible? I'm like, have you currently read the Bible? He's a Jew. He has a big nose and curly hair, and he's very tan. I'm like, has anybody read the Bible lately? He's not really black or white. He's kind of just in the middle. I'm like, you know, and I don't know why that's such an issue for people. Because you know what? I'm not really going to debate if somebody wanted to die on the cross for me, what color he is tonight. He died and purchased me and forgave me of every single sin. He paid a price for me and was doing it in a time that I did not even exist yet. This is two or 3,000 years later. But while he was on the cross, like that song said, he was thinking of me. Why debate it tonight? Why debate somebody that was willing to take sin upon him for you? That you could be in this room tonight receiving joy and not being some alcoholic out on the street about to commit murder. You're in this room tonight with a sound mind. You're here tonight not full of fear, but full of faith. 
I'm full of faith. And the last thing is, is people are going to get bold in these last days. They're going to get stinking bold. That's what I like to say. We've been, I used to say, we've been sweet as corn for a really long time. The South is Southern, you know, hospitality. But I'm going to tell you right now, the church is going to be no more. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to be nice. But I'm going to tell you right now, it makes me mad when all these groups in the world are absolutely waving their flags with every color. Not to get into that. But they're waving every flag. They go to the White House. Might I remind you? And they wave their flags. They scream. They ride on their, you know, their self. And they scream. And they do all this. And then we come in here and we sit like this. I'm, I am just amazed every single time. That why are we not like that? Why is nobody getting out and getting a flag with a cross on it and waving it and saying the blood still works? You can receive peace and eternal life tonight. See, I realize the Antichrist is real, and boy, is he coming. And he's going to raise up. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're on this side. And I'm going to tell you what I am. I am a Christ, born again, ambassador in chains, as it says, and I represent the kingdom. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's time for us to stop doing this, just pulling back and forth. And it's time to rise up and take that flag and stake it in the ground and say, this belongs to me. Poplar Bluff belongs to me, not the devil. It belongs to me. Three Rivers Community College, what? Belongs to me. Poplar Bluff High School, elementary, the daycare, it belongs to me. See, when you start fighting and you start doing stuff, you get stuff. Why do you think, I'm trying to be very careful, but why do you think a lot of the things that are going on in the world right now that a lot of people have got. And we're looking at it and we're saying, man, the morals are just going nuts and all this. Why? They're lifting up their voice. There's a sound coming. There's a sound in the colleges about it's okay to be an atheist. You don't got to believe in God. Abortion is okay. I'm here to tell you, that's the wrong sound. That's the wrong sound. And why can't God raise you guys up and make an open door in Three Rivers Community College to have revival in there? I just don't know why. There's one in Sykeston. There's a campus. Why can't God do that? Instead of those professors getting up there and professing that they know everything and living a horrible life, ready to commit suicide, taking every medication you can possibly think of, why don't one of you raise up tonight and be the man or woman of God that he just whoop opens that door and the dean calls you and puts you right there and say, well, you know what? We think we need a night of worship at Three Rivers Community College. Poplar Bluff, you guys want to come and do that for us? Yeah? Yeah? We'll come and do it. Can you come and pray for the college? Because it's, it's just in torment. There's a lot going on. Apostolic, what's this place called? Apostolic Worship Center. Can you come and can you do that? But see, that's what's wrong. Your faith is down here. I'm not saying y'all, but I'm saying our faith is down here. But if it will elevate, God is going to do the miraculous in each and every one of you. Now, I know I'm supposed to be ministering to young people, but I am. Because I'm telling you, if you don't have what I got, you ain't going to make it. Hang it up, you are not going to make it. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost 
and you don't learn how to pray and learn how to seek God's face, you are not going to make it. Why? There are too many sounds going off in America right now. There are too many voices that are speaking. And if you don't have the mind of Christ, you're going to believe every other voice. It's why it's so important to stay connected to this body. Why? Because there's a clear sound from heaven coming into the apostolic worship center. And it is saying, God, we love you. God, we magnify you. We're not going back. (laughs) That tank is not going to dry up. We're going to baptize thousands of souls in 2023. And then you're not going to be able to fit them in here, so you're going to have to build a bigger building. You might even have to go to the college to have service on Sunday night. Why? Because it's overflowing with what? A sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. As a rushing mighty wind. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on the headlines for being a bank robber. I want to be on the headlines for outpouring of the Holy Ghost in southeast Missouri. You know, they did it in Azusa Street. The newscast came to them because it absolutely shut down everything. People were taking breaks at work, and they were going to prayer meetings. And guess what? The bosses were letting them. Why? Because there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it overtook the nation. What do you think is coming to America? That's the sound that's coming. Whether you like it or not, it's coming, and it's going to ring loud, and it's not going to be stopped. (laughs) You're not going to stop it. It's not going to fall through the nets or fall to the side. It's going to ring all throughout the state of Missouri, and God's going to raise you guys up. And who else? You guys up. So if you are 30 years old in this place and younger, can you stand up? If you're 30, I'm so sorry if you're not 30, if you're not, if you're above that, I'm so sorry. That is hurtful. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. If you are 30 and, what did I say? Yeah, 30 and below, please come up to the front. If you're 30 and below, I almost said 30 and up. Now I want you all to stand, everybody, all them, 30 and down, stand on this side. Y'all, can y'all come to the left side? Let's say these beautiful stairs over here are, yeah, these are stairs. Now y'all stand on this side. Now, if you are 30 and up, I want y'all to stand on this side. So that's all of the rest of you, I guess, in this place. I'm so sorry, except the few little ones. But if you're 30 and up, I want you to stand on this side. I'm so sorry. Amen. I'm almost there. I'm glad I made it to 32. Not yet. So while you, so while the older people, gentlemen and ladies, are on this side, <laughs> aren't you guys glad to be young? You're glad to be old. Okay, you're 12. <laughs> if you think that's old, <laughs> you got a rude awakening coming. <laughs> okay, this is what we're going to do. So all you young people are all 30 and below, right? Really below, all right? <laughs> but this is what we're going to do. If you guys want what the Lord was talking about tonight, I believe the Lord is going to impart into you, each and every one of you, a desire. You guys want the desire, what I'm talking about? 
a desire for his word, the Bible is the most important thing. It took me a long time to figure that out, but I'm telling you, without it, you're not going to make it. You have got to have it. You have got to have the Bible. (laughs) I'm telling you, we are not exempt from everything that's coming. I have felt depression before. I have felt suicide before when I was younger. I have heard the voice of the devil before. I know that sounds like, ooh, that's spooky. Well, it's real. You live in the real world, and us ignoring the problems at our hand is not going to fix everything. So we have got to address the issues and rise up out of this place and become mighty men and women of God. And you are men and women, and you can do it. God called David. He called Jeremiah, and Jeremiah was only 17, and he was a prophet to the nations. And if you read that book, you'd be like, oh, my word. Because, boy, he towed them off. Like we like to say in the South, he towed them off. But God is going to use each and every one of you mightily. I just believe it. I don't have to have anything else more tonight. I don't have to have a goosebump or anything. I just believe it, that God is going to use each and every one of you. Why? Because he can. And for all the doubters, let them fall by the wayside. They're never going to get it anyways. They're never going to see it anyways. But you guys can see it tonight. So what we're going to do is all the older people, you guys are going to put your hand, or I guess say, you know, your hand, I guess, did I say put, but point it towards this way. Now what we're doing is this is the older generation. Y'all about to have generational Sunday next week? This is the older generation, and we're going to pass it to the young generation. And then we're going to pass it out of the building, and it's going to keep on going. And it's going to be a, cons- I forgot to say that, but the Bible says that the Lord is a consuming fire. That's why when you receive the Holy Ghost, he burns it all up inside of you. He, why worry? He burns up all the bad stuff out of you if you want him to. And then you can be, and not saying you can't use, be used by God when you have problems, but he will figure that out. He will help you. You have not, you don't got to worry about that tonight. He can take all that junk and take it all out. Don't worry about it tonight. God does that. He takes care of that. But you can right now at this young age, you can begin to find a place at home. That's how it started with me, a place of prayer every day. Rather, it's five minutes or ten minutes and just saying, hey, yo, Jesus, I'm here. Are you there? And that's how you start. But you have got to seek him. You've got to seek him with everything that you got, or we are not going to make it. You're gonna, you'll be convinced that you ain't got to do this, and you'll be convinced that you ain't got to come to this church anymore. We can just accept Christ as our personal Savior. That's a lie. That is a lie. If accepting Christ as personal Savior saved people, then why are all those people tonight in a horrible state of mind? I go to school with them. They've accepted Christ, and nothing has changed about them. But when you receive God's spirit, something changes in you. And it's evident. It's evident. Someone y'all to gather together. You guys are kind of, are y'all all scared of each other? Like, y'all go to church together, right? I don't even go here. Like, y'all move together. Ashley, y'all move together. And we're going to pray. You, all the older gentlemen and older women, sisters, yes, thank you. I lost what they were for a second. Brothers and sisters in Christ, y'all are going to lift both hands, and you're going to point it towards them, and you're going to pray for them. Do the older people want this for them tonight? Do you want it for your, you want it for them? 
They want it for you. They said yes. The Lord heard them. That's not on me. Y'all lift your hands. Y'all pray. Please pray. Father, right now, by the authority and the word of God, we release it over all of these young people tonight. Let there be an impartation of a desire in them, a fire. God, a desire to want to read your word, be a part of your word, and be a part of the last day revival. God, I release it over them right now. Let every chain be broken. Every chain of addiction, every chain of depression, every chain that tries to bind them. God, I speak it over them tonight. God, you will do the impossible. I release it right now. Come on, young people. If you got the Holy Ghost, you need to pray in the Holy Ghost. You need to pray in the Holy Ghost. God, raise them up. Raise them up mightily. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God.